Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, if you think about our lives and as we progress through our lives, we notice that we like to mark milestones in our lives, maybe with a celebration, maybe we buy a special keepsake like a ring or something. Well, the Israelites marked milestones by setting up stones. First, there was the one in Beth Shemesh, where the ark had been returned from the Philistines. It's 1 Samuel 6, verse 18. And then there was the one which Samuel set up between Mizpah and Shen, two, two cities at the time. And that rock he called Ebenezer. Not to be confused with the town of Ebenezer that we read about in chapter 4, verse 1, and 5, verse 1. The name Ebenezer means stone of help or the stone of, of the help. And it was chosen so that the people would think about the way that the Lord had helped them to get to where they were. Because of God's mercy, the church had gone from Ichabod, no glory, or where is the glory, to Ebenezer. And every time the Israelites walked past these stones, it would remind them of how the Lord was with his people in all their distress and disobedience until the days when he exalted the fame of his name after the shame and then fought for the people against their enemies when they turned to him in repentance. And although we cannot, today we cannot see the stone that Samuel set up anymore, the message of Ebenezer about the mercy of God toward undeserving sinners and the promise of the forgiveness of sins for whoever repents, and the restoration of peace with God through the way that he has opened up, they continue to stand in the center of our, of our lives. The stone, the message of the stone is still here. The only difference is that Christ has fulfilled all the promises of our text so that we may have an even longer list of describing the ways that God has helped us until now. And I preach to you this gospel under the theme, In Christ we too can mark our progress with daily Ebenezer confessions. We'll see that. We can do that to recognize his mercy to sinners who repent and to rejoice in the mediator whom he has sent. If we look at the milestones in your lives, and when you mark a milestone or when you think about how God has helped you, you'll find probably that we usually just do that after we experience a special blessing in our lives. We talk about God's providence in our lives maybe right after we survived a, a collision or serious injury, or we've been cured from a disease, or we had some success in, in some battle that we're having in our lives. But there have been many more ways that God has helped us in the ordinary things that the Lord has done in our lives to bring us to today. And Samuel set up that stone and he included all those things when he said, till here the Lord has helped us. And he would have had a lot of more things to think about than just that battle against the Philistines that they had won. If Samuel traced the different ways that the hand of the Lord had helped his people before that moment, he would eventually end up all the way until before creation. Indeed, also in our daily Ebenezer confession, 
our minds can travel back not only to God's hand in determining our appointed time and history and where we would live and who our parents would be like Acts 17 talks about, but our minds could travel even further back to, to our election from before the creation of the world that we read about in Ephesians 1 verse 4 and Romans 8 verse 30. We as believers recognize the hand of the Lord in every part of our life as he brought us to himself to faith and repentance. Well, we can be sure that as the Israelites walked past Ebenezer, they would have immediately thought about that miraculous national repentance that we read about in our text. Repentance from our sins is also a major part of, of our story that we remember when we talk about what the Lord has done for us in our past. And we can see in our, in our text and in the chapters before our text the, the many different means that the Lord uses to bring his people to repentance. Was it not the hand of the Lord that gave Hannah the desire for the Messiah and for the restoration of, of, is, of peace with God in Israel? The people of God could look back and they could, they could see how the Lord had been quietly working up to this moment of, of repentance through the, the prayers of faithful Hannah and the dedication of her child in the temple, even while all those priests were blaspheming the, the name of the Lord in their ignorance. They could see the, the Lord working among his people through the prayers of the saints. When they passed Ebenezer, they would also Remember that in those 20 years that the ark was sitting in Kiriath-Jerim, where very little is, is told that Samuel had already been ordained. Samuel was, was out there. He was giving the word of God. He was preaching in all those 20 years. Observing the stone of help, they could see how the Lord had, had used Samuel's more than 20 years of a very, could say, quiet preaching ministry. Now he had slowly opened the eyes of the people until we read in our text that they, they lamented after the Lord. The preaching led all God's people to that point of, of, of seeing what Hannah had desired and desiring the same thing. Samuel 7 verse 2, as they thought about that lamentation, they would have also seen how the Lord's discipline had brought them to the point of, of wanting to be again in, 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 at peace with the Lord. And so we see it, and it's also in our daily Ebenezer confessions, the hand of the Lord that brings us to the point of, of seeking to serve Him again and how the Lord uses the prayers of the saints. Now He uses the, the ongoing preaching of the gospel and discipline to slowly shape and, and mold us quietly and patiently so that we might see the Lord and rejoice in Him. As we see the means that the Lord uses, we could see also how important these things are in our own lives as we, as we seek this restoration of peace with God in the lives of the church believers. Well, as the 
people confessed that the Lord helped them to this point, they would also have been thinking of, of the real and significant change of heart and mind that God had brought them to after they recognized that they wanted the Lord, after they lamented after the Lord. The Ebenezer confession brought to mind how the Lord had instructed the church about the true conversion or repentance of man. When Samuel said to them in verse 3, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth from among you and direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only. It's a message of Repentance, what that looks like. It's a, it's a message if you're visiting today or you're wondering what it means to, to follow the Lord. It's an instruction about turning to Him with, with all your heart. It's instruction for, for every person on earth, for believers as well, as, as we confess in Lord's Day 33, the true repentance and conversion of man is that constant dying to sin and, and coming to life again in, in the Lord. It's like we read in we saw in the display text today, 1 Thessalonians 1, verses 9 to 10, using that same language of, of that change that God works in our hearts. And if you see that change, our text makes it clear, if you see that change, that's the, the hand of the Lord in your life. Your Ebenezer confession, your daily Ebenezer confession, when you say, till now the Lord has helped me, will include that pointing to the repentance, the change of life as you fight against sin. And in the case of the Israelites in Samuel's day, this was a miraculous work of God indeed. The Ashtaroths and the Baals were God's were, were these false gods that were, were heavily intertwined with the Canaanite farming practices. To put these gods away was to turn your back on worldly means of gaining wealth. To do one's business in a, in a different way than, than everybody else around you. These gods were also gods of fertility. Their worship included sexual immorality, the union with prostitutes. To put these gods away was to set oneself free from a slavery to pornography and to por uh, fornication. Greed and sexual immorality continue to plague the church. They're, they're difficult vices to put to death in our lives. And anyone who has struggled with these sins knows that if we manage to return to the Lord with all our heart and serve Him only, it can only be His gracious hand that made that possible. This explains that overflowing joy that you see among those who have been set free from that slavery. We, we know why Samuel set up a stone and said, till here the Lord has helped us. For we pray the same thing. The church recognized that it was only by the grace of God that they eventually gathered at Mizpah to seek forgiveness and atonement through the prayers of, of Samuel and the offering of, of the burnt offering. And although it's difficult to be certain about the exact meaning of that ceremony of, of pouring out the water it was certainly a symbol of their contrition, their, their sorrow for sins, 
before the Lord. They were pouring out their hearts before the Lord as they poured out the water. They were mourning over their sins with their their fasting. And they confessed their sins so clearly. We have sinned against the Lord. They offered a a, a little lamb as as a burnt offering. A nursing lamb, we read in verse 9, as a whole burnt offering to the Lord to, to show that although they were weak and small, they were giving everything they had to the Lord. It was a change of heart and a change of mind, change of attitude. It's amazing to see how powerfully God works in the hearts of those who come to Him in humility. We can see why we continue to confess in our our confession that, that repentance and conversion are not inferior to creation or to the raising from the dead. That little seed planted in the heart of Hannah and the quiet preaching of Samuel and the discipline that the people went through changed the heart of a whole nation. The Lord is to be praised in our lives as well as we, as we did so singing Psalm 30, turning our sackcloth into rejoicing. He is the one who has brought every one of us today to see the need for the Lord. And we recognize that in our daily Ebenezer confession. For he too carries us to want to fight against our sins. Well, the genuineness of the Israelites' repentance, we read in our text, it was put to the test. It was proven almost immediately. It had to be proven almost immediately. The people walking past that Ebenezer would also have remembered how the gathering of the people for their confession of sins attracted the attention of the Philistine lords who were occupying Israel. Tyrannical governments do not like it when people assemble together. And the Philistines were were quick to bring their armies near to attack Israel, even in this moment of, of vulnerable confession. Well, the Israelites were drawing water to pour it out before the Lord. The the Philistines were drawing their swords to kill the Israelites. While the Israelites were fasting in humility, the Philistines were fast approaching to subdue the Israelites. And when the lords of the Philistines beat their chests in arrogant pride, the hearts of the Israelites were, were beating in fear. It reminds us too of our own Acknowledgement of the hand of the Lord in our lives. We too will probably remember times when our commitment to the Lord was, was tested. And it's so often right after we were weak and vulnerable before the Lord, the, the enemy attacks. How the devil so often tries to take away that comfort and, and that joy tries to replace that, that contentment in the Lord with, with fear. And yet when we belong to the Lord, today until now, we will also see how the Lord preserves us in these trials and how the Lord does this by bringing us back on our knees before our mediator, Jesus Christ, an advocate. It's a great joy 
to read that the Philistines' battle cry was met with the cries of Samuel, whom the people asked to serve as, as their mediator. They said, cry out to the Lord for us. Even in the midst of the severe trials and testing, they found joy in the mediator the Lord had presented to them, had given to them. We rejoice in the mediator whom God has sent. The Ebenezer Confession of Christians also today includes a a thanksgiving for the sending of the Son of God to be our Redeemer and to be our Mediator. Mediator is an, an advocate, somebody who presents our prayers before the throne of God in heaven. And every time that, that we pray and, and we end that prayer, we say, for Jesus' sake or, or in the name of Jesus Christ, that statement, that understanding is also something the Lord has made us to see. He has not only sent His Son to redeem us, but He has also turned our hearts so that we can see Him as the way and the truth and the life. We praise the Lord that the same God who brings our hearts to repentance also holds on to us when we are faced with temptations to turn away and directs our hearts again to Jesus Christ. When Samuel set up the stone of remembrance in our text, he was rejoicing in in this key part of of the Israelites' repentance and, and, and restoration. When they said in verse 8, 7 verse 8, do not cease to cry out to the Lord, our God, for us. We note the the immense contrast here between chapter 7 and chapter 4, two battle chapters. In chapter 4, they tried to manipulate the Lord. Now they are content to simply dangle on the mercy of God. They don't plan and try to control the outcome by their own means. But they plea, they they cry out for God in desperation as they entrust their lives to His will. We see that in our Ebenezer confessions as well, that humility. We see that work of the Lord, how He helps us to acknowledge our weakness and our dependence on God so that we might understand the truth. We see that desperation that God works in our hearts as we realize that it has to be God alone. And our desperation, never our dependence on God is good because God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. The fact that they recognized that they, they needed the, the prayers of, of the mediator in their lives was a work of God. And we see that in our lives too, in our daily Ebenezer confessions. By God's grace, we can look back on our lives, the, the ups and, and the downs and the times of fighting against the Lord and the times of, of relying on Him. And we can say it was the Lord's grace to me that I see in my life that he always broke down my pride. He always showed me that self-reliance won't work. And he does that in so many different ways in our lives. And You can think about those ways, how God has broken 
your pride and self-reliance so that you come to him, you come to Jesus Christ. You could see how the Lord showed you how dependent you are on his mercy and on his grace. You could show you, the Lord shows you how, how as you, you're, if you cry out to the Lord that it was his grace that brought you to that prayer. Well, Samuel set up Ebenezer as a memorial, as, as a marker that the Lord was helping them, not just on the battlefield, but also before it. The Israelites who were passing the stone, they, they would have thought of the different ways they could see the hand of the Lord in, in their lives. And we talked about that, that the mercy and the repentance and the prayers and, and the preaching, but also to this event, this, this situation that they were in. But the Israelites were, were not encouraged to just think about the battle, but also all those things that happened before the Lord thundered against the Philistines and showed his power and delivered Israel from, from the oppression and established a peace treaty with the Amorites. They were also to remember how the Lord had been with them before this victory. And looking back at what they had experienced, the people could say and see that the Lord had been helping them all the way up to this victory. And if you flip back through the other chapters, you see what that means. He was helping them, even when the priests were being unfaithful and blaspheming the name of the Lord. He was helping them when those priests were cursed, when the ark was taken, when 34,000 people died. All Israel confessed, till now, the Lord has helped us. He was there when, when the wicked among the people were, were punished. He was there when the people were disciplined. He was there helping even when the symbol of his presence was, was taken and, and brought to shame. He was helping them to, to, to see him when the ark was back in Kiriath-Jerim. But when we make our daily Ebenezer confession, we think about all the events in our lives we could say the same thing. The Lord was there even when we didn't see him. The Lord was there even those times when we were clinging to, to our sin. The Lord was there when we were being disciplined, when we were overwhelmed, when we suffered tragic loss. Whether our God, whether our sins need discipline or our God is, is blessing our trust in him with that peaceful fellowship in, in everything we can always say till now the Lord has helped us no one can take him from his throne and when we are united to our heavenly father in Jesus Christ we can be sure that our heavenly father is always helping us for we belong to him the Lord also made this clear to the people of God by having Samuel settle down into that routine of judging. The, the passage before us ends again, returning our attention to Samuel. The focus is on the place of the mediator in the land. And he went on an annual circuit judging Israel. We read in Bethel, Gilgal, Mizpah, and in his hometown of Ramah where he built an altar. 
That's where it ends. The mention of the altar in Ramah indicates that this Samuel was more than just a legal advisor. The word judge doesn't just mean he was sitting in a courtroom all the time. But that word judge means that he was one who was shepherding and guiding his people and and constantly serving as that, that connection so that the true worship of the Lord in Israel would continue. His office as a judge was an office that was pointing the people forward. It was a, a temporary office. And so when Samuel said, until now the Lord has helped us, he was also expressing his confidence that the Lord would continue to help in the future. And we see that as we continue and we look after our chapter. In the many ways, the, the Lord continued to help his people, not only in the prophets and priests and, and kings that God raised up to guide his people after Samuel, but also especially in the help that God has given to his church and his son, Jesus Christ, that all these offices were pointing to. And that's where we find that source of hope and confidence when we think about our futures. Those who say, until now, the Lord has helped us know that that also points you forward. And so if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling despair, return to that Ebenezer confession where the faithfulness of God in the past gives us confidence for the future. Would, Would the Lord bring you this far only to abandon you in the end? Now we seem a long way away from some stone set up between Mizpah and Shen. We don't even know where those places are so many hundreds of years ago. But the reason for setting up that stone is not very different from the reasons we have for our Thanksgiving prayers today. Every Thanksgiving prayer, you could say, is like setting up that Ebenezer As Israel did so many years ago, so also we acknowledge that until here, the Lord has helped us. And we could thank the Lord that that our daily Ebenezer confessions includes a much longer list of the things that God has done to help us until now. We have an even more clear understanding of the work of our triune God toward all who repent and believe in Jesus Christ. He chose us before the foundation of the world. He ensured that the gospel of grace and love would be heard by us. He worked faith and repentance into our hearts. He guided us through discipline and through instruction so that our hearts would always turn to Jesus Christ who is our mediator, not just some guy on on earth with a a sacrifice, but, but a king in heaven before the throne of God He is the one who's carrying us in our spiritual battles against the evil one every day. And we can rest in his powerful hand as we depend on him completely. For he is faithful until now and even beyond. Our text today also shows us how important it is to, to think about God and his work in our lives. 
how important it is to reflect on all that the Lord has done in our lives. And you see how that changes the, the way we pray. We, we don't just say some words spouting off because we have to, but we see who we are by God's grace. Our prayers come from, from hearts that are sincere and eyes that are open. Not just when he spares us from some serious injury or he brings healing, which he does not even do for, for everyone, but also in all that he has done from eternity to eternity in Jesus Christ. And we reflect today, we, we think about all the things that as God has done in our lives until today to bring us to this church building, this place today. And even more things if you are a member of Christ by true faith. And then we see how that reflection, that Ebenezer confession, brings peace to our hearts. For we worship a sovereign God. We see how he helps us every day. Every day through repentance from rebellion to repentance, from relying on ourselves to turning to Him through Jesus Christ. In times of struggle and shame and in times of peace and joy and, and, and victory, in it all, He is with us. We are in His hands. And although there's no command in our text today to set up a, a similar stone in our lives, though it probably would be a good thing to have the words Ebenezer at the door of our home as we, as we leave, come home each day. There's no command to set up a similar stone in our lives. The Lord did give us visible signs and seals of his promises in the sacraments. And with the sacrament of Lord's Supper, and we, we have the privilege of celebrating that sacrament next week, he told us, do this in remembrance of of me. It's like our, our Ebenezer confession. And for every time we remember him, we can add in, till now, the Lord has helped us. Those who stand on the foundation of God's faithfulness in the past will live in the present in peace because of the bright hope for the future in Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Well now